have a Nigerian lady who knows someone that knows someone, and that person is a friend of another. In Nigeria, everybody knows somebody. Memoir of an My diary, my friend's discussion, my acquaintance's conversation, all on this table. Follow me and let's talk. It's a beautiful new Saturday and this is Memorvi Ninjago. Welcome guys. So on today's episode we're talking about something very interesting. Okay, my name is Helen. I almost forgot that. I don't know why I'm forgetting my name but you know sometimes I, I just assume you would know. But in case you don't know my name is Helen and on today's episode of Memorvi Ninjago I have with me someone who I like. Sometimes should I say I like you? Okay, a bit. So You don't have a choice. All right. All right, moving on. I have me for Lamy, and uh, we're talking about human resources, HR. Welcome, Falami. Hello. Not that hand, like, <laughs> like you're your some Queen Elizabeth. How are you today? I'm good. I'm all right. Tell Lovely me. to be here again. Okay, we like to have you because you have the old buzzbows and the old uh, knowledge to share. So uh, it's plenty. So tell me about human resources. I mean, you as a journalist, all of a sudden. You're working in that department. How do you mm. feel about it? Mm, right from the onset, journalism wasn't supposed to be a thing of um, career choice for me. Because we don't have money. In, I don't get money for journalism. No money. In there. Sorry to say. Sorry to actually, I'm not sorry to say. It's the truth. It's the fact. Right. Yeah, but for me, it's always it's always been okay. So I want to do human resources. All right. But um, the aim is human resources in media. In media, mm -hmm. yeah, okay, that's been the aim. So, yeah, I started out with media aspect, got enough experiences, freelancing, writing, presenting, Good. OAP stints here and there, and then at a point I felt if I don't leave now, I'll then never, I'll, I'll never get that HR experience. So yeah, I left. I left the media. I was, I was jobless for a couple of months. And I took a couple of courses, did a couple of um, certifications. And then you got here. And So there is a particular thing that people say that people who work in the HR department that they are wicked. Mm. Like when you talk about, oh, I have this HR, she's giving me so much stress. It's always like this old personnel. They are always the old personnel. They're always very stressful, like very difficult, making things hard for okay, the so, employees. So, so for me, it's maybe maybe some of the older HR practitioners, right? Maybe some of the older generation of HR practitioners. Well, have you heard about that? Yeah, I have actually. I have actually. Some of them will probably fall into that category, but lately the new crop of HR practitioners coming up are more of the balanced type, those that can, mm. you know, balance between empathy and sympathy. Okay. And to actually do human resources, you need a whole lot of uh, that particular balance. Be able to balance between empathy and sympathy. sympathy. And then you need to be very, very emotionally intelligent. Okay. So with the emotional intelligence comes the ability to actually balance between being sympathetic and, and empathetic. empathetic. Okay. So, um, okay, you, you just mentioned that it has to do with the older generation. Mm. If, I've if, been a victim. You have been? I've been a victim. So I can say categorically that, yeah, 
most probably some of the older generation of HR practitioners. But then the newer crops coming up, we're looking to change things. Human resource people are humans. They are, there's the word, human first. No, resources. Resources later. So human first, right? Then resources later. So if I can't, if I can't relate to your position or relate to your shoes, then why am I doing what I'm doing? Mm. You know? But we still have some um, very younger generation, uh, like our generation, for example, mm. who are working in the government's uh, owned um, Institution. institutions. And you know how they are. I feel like many people try to be harsh at work just to command some sort of respect, don't you think uh, so? Uh, power is toxic. Mm. When you have too much power, people tend to abuse it, yeah. Because uh, it only takes it only takes a certain level of control to not overuse your your office, right. so to speak, right? And then people in Nigeria are angry. Everybody's <laughs> everybody's angry, really. So at one point or the other, you find out one person just lashing out at the other person for, for no, no reason, for no just cause. But then again. Like I said, the human part should always come first. If that is your field, if that is what you're practicing, if that is what you're doing, even for government establishments, mm -hmm. I, I, I see no reason why you should be unnecessarily mean right. to your colleagues. Yeah. I see no reason why you should be unnecessarily mean even to your, to your outside clients or your internal clients. I mean... You can never can tell where you get to meet someone the next day. Mm. So now in our, we have this adage in Yoruba that they say that agota, agota, uwala That means yeah. that whether or not you make money for the company, you have mm. you will get paid. Mm. I also have a friend who told me that he feels like the HR in the company is mm. too soft. <laughs> like he said, oh, but if you're working, you can't be so soft. You can't be so. Uh, intimidated by the people. Easily being intimidated. Yeah. What does that actually even That was mean? what he said. And I was like, okay, what then do you want? Because I've heard of friends who said that this person is so mean, mm. and now you're complaining that this person is too soft. Okay. How do you balance that softness and that meanness? I mean, where did that come? Okay, so let me use a friend's experience. Um, she would usually... Um, confiding me regarding things going on in her office and I'm sure if she, if she gets to listen to this she will know I'm actually talking, talking about, about her. her. Her boss at one point told her she's too soft. Mm. But then things, maybe certain people who are in the upper management feels the only way to get things done is to use force, use uh, uh, coercion, right. use uh, elements of dividing and conquering. Mm. Maybe in the old days, yeah, sure. But then again, in these recent times, me, I believe, personally, I believe work should be fun. Okay. Work should be fun. Your colleagues, your, 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 your uh, teammates in your office should be free to... Talk to you. Talk to you. Walk, walk up to you and strike up conversation, conversation from no basis at all. That is what me, I believe, work should be. Because you will find out that people who are very close to their colleagues, uh -huh. tend to do more work than those who are at loggerheads with their colleagues. Right. And then, to answer your question, balancing between empathy and sympathy, 
is basically basically to be able to relate with what your fellow colleague is facing. If you're able to relate with that, even if you've not Being personally that. experienced it, but at least put yourself in their shoes, yeah? Mm -hmm. And see how you can create a win-win situation. A win-win in the sense that your solution would benefit your colleague okay. and it would also be able to be of benefit to his own immediate colleagues as such that one person will not be suffering while the other is enjoying. Okay. So when you're able to constantly do that, of course there, 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 there are situations or circumstances that will warrant a lot of compromise. I've had situations where we've had to review certain policies mm. based on things that we did not even think would come up. And then we had to think, instead of doing this as a one-time situation for Mr. A, let us enshrine it in the policy so that in next time, maybe in another, in another couple of months, if such situations should crop up again, right. we already have a precedent. We already know how to answer it right. or how to tackle it. Okay, talking about policies, let's talk about the seven HR bases and they are recruitment, uh, recruitment and selection. Mm. Performance management, learning and development, mm. succession planning, compensation and benefits, mm. human resources information system, and HR data analysis. Mm. Now, let's pick one of these things now, talking about recruitment and um, selection. What are the things that you look out for before thinking, okay, this person deserves um, a place in our organization? Competency. Okay. Competency is not enshrined in your CV. Competency is not enshrined in what you study or what you graduated with. Okay. Competency is more of can you do the job, right? Can you do the job? And then how do you, how do you determine if someone can actually do the job? I mean, okay, so recently I concluded a recruitment exercise for a client and uh, out of the numerous CVs we received, we were only able to shortlist about three. Yeah, it was that wonderful. We only shortlisted about three. And then here's the catch. Even out of that three that we shortlisted, the client didn't want any of them. So we're still back to the drawing board. In my own part, I felt one of those three should be able to do the job. But then again, when that person that I actually wished or based on what I've seen on paper mm -hmm. and my conversations with A, B, and C, Let's say, let's take B as the person that I actually wanted to get the job, not because I'm favoring B or because I know B, because I actually don't know Anything. A, B, or C from Adam, yeah? So when we were having this conversation with the client, when B was presenting himself, the kind of energy he brought to me when, I was, when we were having that one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. was not available when B was talking to the client. Oh, she understand. Okay. So it's not even enough to actually be able to do the job. It's enough to actually present yourself as capable of being able to deserving do, of yeah, the job. Of deserving of the job. So if you're able to do that or prove that to any recruiter, hmm. at least once you've gotten to the last stage, which means the last stage, the last stage usually is when you're meeting face to face with the business owner or the last line or the recruiting manager, whatever the case may be. So when you're at that last stage, all your cards have to be on the table, your aces up your sleeves. In fact, put your ace in your palm like this, be on your best game. When you're at that level, you're on your best game, then rest assured, 
do your best, like they say, do your best, leave the rest. Don't leave the rest. Yeah. So I've also seen cases where the best candidate don't actually get the job. Mm -hmm. But then if, if the processes of recruiting is free and fair, right? yeah, the best candidate should, should actually get the get job. job. Okay. Yeah. Talking about competence, yeah, we've heard that, I mean, I think it was in the news a while ago when they said that many Nigerians, not, many, you, uh, many um, graduates cannot um, actually not defend. Employable. They're not employable. Yeah, oh. that was the word. So how is that? I... I, I I wouldn't know really. Okay. I wouldn't know because personally, I've had a lot of people or a number of people who will tell me they're looking for work okay. and they're looking for just. And then I'll say, what kind of work are you looking for? And they'll be like, any anything. work, anything. I mean, if you're if you're except you have a very big net, right? Except mm. you have a very big net. If you're throwing that net into the ocean then you shouldn't expect to get a lot of catch, right? Hmm. So the bigger your net, the net being the wealth of experience. Right. The bigger your net, the bigger your catch. But if you have a very small net, you shouldn't expect to catch a lot of um, fishes from the ocean. So when people ask that they need a job, and I'm like, what kind of job are you looking to get? And then they, they say anything. I'm like, why? That's one of the fundamental mistakes job job seekers do you don't look for any kind of job now i understand the fact that yes there's that there's that need to be economically stable right and the only way you do that is either you're an entrepreneur or, or you get a job but i think this whole thing stems from the foundation if you can't plan ahead at some point you'll start to falter unless you now retrace your steps don't just look for any kind of job. Focus on one thing, one part of your career, and put all your energy into that line, that line, into that part. Trust me. One way or the other, the universe has a way of rewarding people who are very, very true to what they actually want, instead of grasping at different things at different, different time. time. So if you say, okay, all I want to do is be an OAP, and you've devoted your entire energy into being an OAP, take it or leave it. One day, one day, something will come up from that line. If you've devoted your time at saying, say, I want to be a computer scientist or a data scientist, and you align yourself with people who have excelled, people who, have, um, who are doing well in that line, uh, it's only a matter of time before they will point to you that, oh, yeah, yeah come and do this small boy. thing. And when you're doing this small thing, yeah, from that, it builds your experience. Do this other small thing, it builds your experience. Before you know, when it, by the time you get to the big stage, little, little things will add up into big things. Big things for you. So let's talk about um, experience, yeah. So, a 19-year-old girl, straight out of university. Mm. Is it even possible? Okay. Yeah, 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 of course. Yes, I think it's of possible course. now. I've seen and they say well, that right? you are looking for a job and they ask you for five years' experience, okay? Where is the person yeah. supposed to get that five years' experience? <laughs> Like where? Okay, so what you look maybe for. I should say that. Why do you people ask that? Question? Why do you ask that? <laughs> now you're taking the personal. So, so what you look for actually matters a lot, mm. right? What you look for matters a lot. You can't be 19 year old, mm. fresh out of school, fresh out of NYSC, right? And be applying to roles that require three, four years of experiences. 
how do you get to fit in? So you shouldn't even be doing that. What if Basically, the credentials are good? Credentials? Yeah, what if No, credentials is not enough. Experience counts. Experience is the most thing that counts. But you can learn on the job, don't you That's think so? That's the point. That's the point. So now people would not want to learn small or grow big or start small to grow big. You just want to grow big, forgetting how to start small. Hmm. It doesn't work like that. If I am the recruiter and I say I need someone who has five to six years experience to fit this role, I have my reasons for doing that. Mm. Because in one way or the other, that means I need someone who can, you know, start the job and hit the ground running. Good. That means that role is very, very important. And I need someone to fill it and make it their home. Yeah. I don't have, that means I don't have that luxury of time of babysitting of spoon feeding oh, wow. someone who is relatively new to that role. Okay. So when you usually see recruiters saying they require this amount of experience, it's not because they don't know people who have lesser experiences, but because recruitment aligns with business goals. Mm. Recruitment aligns with business goals. And when you see recruitment out there, it's to suit a particular business goal. And the aim of every business is to be profitable, mm -hmm. even for NGOs. So if I'm recruiting five to six years, I want five to six years. Okay, talking about the importance of how, I mean, how important it is that you get this experience here, let's just talk about this one where you hear that, okay, this social company is looking for a person between the age of 20 to 25. I mean, can we always take the age thing off it? Okay, so, Especially marketing jobs. Okay, so, so certain jobs depict certain um, descriptions. Age. Age being part of Why that description. Why is that? Right, because they feel they or there's the belief that while you're at certain age, you're more energetic, you're more agile, you're more, um, what's the word I'm looking for now? You're more dynamic. Mm. Yeah? Okay. You're, you're easily malleable. You can be easily folded or molded or tutored or mentored for a greater thing. So when you see, when you see certain organizations telling you they, they don't want people who are above 26, right? That means, on the long run, they're looking at how many years does this person have to serve in this particular role or start in this particular role and grow into other roles. So when they say that, that is usually what they have in mind. At least that is what I think they have in mind. Because I cannot employ, in, in actual sense, even employing someone between 20 to 25, that role, is, that role shouldn't be at for an experienced role. Yeah. 20, to, 20 to 25 may be someone with zero to two years of experience. Mm -hmm. That's what you would usually get, and that's what actually usually obtains, maybe zero to two years of experience. But then when you say 26 and above, then they're expecting by then you should have at four. least maybe three, four years of, years of experience. Once you're clocking 30, 32, 33, they're looking at five years experience above. Hmm. Yeah, because it, when you see that progression, your age should progress with your experience band. So if you're 32 and you don't have any experience, trust me, you won't, 
knock on that door all you like or get bulldozer, except if you, well, know someone. That but let's be, let's be sincere with each other. We have the economy factor. We have the Nigerian factor where you, you know uh, what I mean? Uh, you, you, see, you see, the problem with that is the fact that our, our environment is built on a lot of compromise. Mm. Either compromise that will favor the organization or compromise that will favor the recruiting manager or compromise that will favor the, the, the applicant itself. For instance, you would see someone who has no iota about um, office management, mm. who doesn't know anything about uh, basic filing systems, you know, and then the person gets a job as an office manager. What do you, what do you know? What can you actually do? When they say, okay, we're bringing in a very, very big um, um, uh, printer where, could mm. you, would you, do you have the tech to knowledge to it. actually operate it? If you read, okay, fine, nobody is born with that knowledge, yeah? But if you read through the manual, maybe after a day or two of studying the manual, okay. can you be able to operate this on your own without having to call a specialist, yeah? And then you see people in such situations who occupy such jobs, such roles. It, 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 on, maybe it easily or on the short time fills that role, but on the long run, except that person is pragmatic and dynamic enough to actually grow into that role, the, such person is bound to fail. Okay, we, are, we, we need to talk about salary, but before then, let's take this very, very short break. Welcome back, guys. And I still have with me for Lamy. So let's, so, we talk, let's talk about wait. the salary, the monetary factor. Why are you guys paying us so much? So less money, rather, not so much. So much or so little. So less. Uh, that question is too broad to answer. Um, like I said earlier on, most recruitments are tied to business goals. And then the aim of most businesses is to make profit. Now, I understand, I also understand that some business owners are perhaps overzealous, okay. yeah, looking to um, have one person fill the role where of three or four people should fit and then you still pay the salary of just one person. For instance, now, um, there are job roles for A, B, C, yeah. and then you have just Mr. E who is occupying the role of A, B, C, and then you're still paying Mr. E just the salary for one person. Right, so I understand that sometimes job owners could be that overzealous, you know, right. but it, it's a thing of our environment as well. Okay. If, if you as a, as, a, as a job seeker don't even know or understand your rights, then you definitely will not get favorable um, Offer. offers. Now, when you realize that, okay, I'm being asked to take up another role aside what was assigned to me, you have the right to ask for a salary raise, right? And then when you realize that, okay, this salary raise is not coming, then you can choose. Do you want to leave or, stay. or do you want to stay? If you decide to stay, how long are you going to stay for before you eventually would leave? Because like it or not, that extra role without the extra pay is detrimental to you. Hmm. So if you're going to stay, you need to decide how long are you staying for before you decide to, before you eventually leave? leave. So quick question. All of a sudden, uh, even many people that I know from our school, mm -hmm. um, they kept saying that, okay, now I want to go to, into the HR part of it. Mm. Why is it everybody now wants to do human resources? 
Uh, what are they resourcing? The, the, what are they sourcing the, the, for? The, 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 primary, the primary thing or the primary ingredient in human resources is human. And as long as you have abundance of human on earth, the HR role or the HR job is actually here to stay. Because like it or not, even for a five-man business or a five-man organization, you need, you need that one person who will manage that five people. Aside you, who is the chief overseer of the organization, you need that one person. Most likely you have that one person maybe as a chief operating officer or chief operating officer slash human resources. In most cases, you have both combined in one person, right? So as long as we have humans on earth, the HR, HR industry and the HR role is going to be there because you actually need humans to manage humans. Humans, okay. All right, all right, all right. Now I understand how this thing works. And of course, I'm still trying to get the old salary thing. The salary thing, for example, I'm not satisfied uh, because you know what I mean. The, I'm sure you know, the, you the, understand the, it. Yeah, yeah. You go yeah. to school, maybe a private university, and you're getting that amount of money. It's nothing. Mm. And the fact that you can actually be told that, okay, you either you take this or you, or you get out, mm, mm. and you don't have any choice. Like, okay, where no, am no, I going no, to no. go? No, 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 no. You actually always. What have choice, a choice do you have? You like, have you have to stay back up for another you year. Have, you always have a choice. You always, always have a choice. I've, I've gone for interviews where I see the salary and I said, mm -mm, no. But that's you because you have no, a choice. You, you have a choice. I, what, what choice do I have? have I was talking, this was, this was even before I got my present job. But, but do you know how you got the first job when you were still in energy? <laughs> because I know. Okay. I'm not going to go into that one because that job was a very good one. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. All right, guys. Uh, my name is Helen. Don't forget to follow me on social media, Helen.love.23, Memo of a Ninja Girl on all platforms, and uh, on Memo of a Ninja Girl, Helen.mwang on Instagram. We just talked about human resources. And, guys, this episode, just don't forget, listen and subscribe. Don't, don't, you'll see that one. All right, see you next week. I am a Nigerian lady who knows someone that knows someone, and that person is a friend of another. In Nigeria, everybody knows somebody. Memoir of a Nigerian My diary, my friend's discussion, my acquaintance's conversation, all on this table. Follow me, and let's talk. Thank you.